live episode 157 adrian bow and troy malcolm on our podcast troy how you doing today buddy Good, thanks, Adrian. How are you? Episode 157. Hey, we've met our metric of doing a weekly podcast, which is very, very exciting. Uh, hey. Thank you to all the listeners that keeping uh, that are keeping us accountable. It's, uh, it's great to see. <laughs> Absolutely. And we dive straight into prospecting, critical time of year, new financial year, uh, a lot of great results ending the financial year, and a lot of new properties launching to the market. Outstanding opportunity to be able to connect with our clients, uh, not only past clients, but past appraisals. Also, hot buyers uh, that are very keen to secure something uh, in the next few weeks, Troy. Yeah, Adrian, it's actually, it's funny, you know, we have had this conversation offline before we started this episode and we thought it was really relevant. Um, There was a surge in the final couple of days up until the end of the financial year and a lot of people will be listening to this over the weekend and um, in the start of the new financial year and we thought it was really important to have some dialogue and have some themes that we want to discuss in regards to what do you say to your clients now, past, present, future pipeline, What are you saying to those clients right now to encourage positivity because there is a lot of positivity in the market, but also to get them to really understand what the opportunity is for them right now in regards to the sale of their property. Um, Goes without saying that every recommendation that we encourage all our team members and all of our followers to undertake is to make sure it's the right decision for that client. Um, It's the right timing for them. You shouldn't be encouraging them to sell because you need another sale on your books. Um, So let's start with the end in mind. We want to make sure that we're doing everything with integrity and transparency. But Adrian, it is an important time to actually have those conversations. And you've been coaching a lot of your clients right now on key dialogue around how to re-engage them and get them on the market if if it's the right thing for them in the lead up to spring. There's no doubt, Troy, and a lot of um, agents are talking to me saying, look, how do we progress sellers? How do we get um, owners onto the market? And as you said, you know, it's not a a matter of a metric just because stock's down and you need more listings. It's understanding the client's situation and being sympathetic towards that situation and it falls into two categories Troy either they're ambivalent about timing but they've made a decision to sell therefore you can offer some pragmatic advice or they're not ready to sell yet for a specific reason whether it's they're renovating whether their kids doing the HSE whatever it might be so if it falls into that latter category don't progress them, just add value to them. And then when they are ready for, for an objective circumstance, then they'll they'll be reaching out to you because you're the one that's added as much value and you're the one that's been very sympathetic towards their situation. But if it's in the first category, Troy, where they said, look, we've made a decision to sell in the next 12 months, no doubt, what is your recommendation? This is where you can sit clients down face-to-face and talk them through, um, you know, the the options of sell now or sell later. The only problem, Troy, is we don't want agents to be alarmists and we don't mm. want agents to be doomsdayers just because they need listings because it's, it's easy to say stock's low and you're going to get a better price today and if you wait when there's more stock, it's not going to be as good of a price. We don't know that. That's crystal ball stuff. So you've really got to you know, sit down with the client and say that is one option, but the other option 
could well be that, um, you know, rates start coming down early next year. So, you know, I, I think, you know, understanding the situation, being sympathetic, talking through more of a solution rather than a selling um posture is in is is critical and and not being that doomsday and just making sure that your predictions are, are ones that provide options for people rather than you know forcing or progressing the other thing is adrian that we always notice is that you don't want to fall into the general agent commentary and say what every other competing agent that's also speaking to that client is talking about and that would be the worst case scenario is that you sound like every other agent and you don't have a point of view and you don't make those recommendations around solutions as you just said uh you're just trying to do a sell and i think that's really important adrian the clients that you're dealing with um right now what is their greatest challenge in regards to the conversations they're happening with their pipeline because i think that that's one thing that a lot of our clients collectively that have spoken to us via the podcast via instagram and our social Mm. channels have made mention it's like i know that i need to be having conversations i hear what we've just covered off in dialogue um but what Mm. do i actually say to them to make the right decision what do i actually help them with in regards to their two three five year plan that's going to influence them to make the right decision today yeah i think the biggest frustration with agents is the the chronic lack of stock we know that so therefore they're looking for the lowest hanging fruit which really they should be looking at their entire database troy and adding as much value as possible and informing clients about what their certain options are so i think the the type of dialogue you want to avoid is what everyone's saying at the moment which is oh 800,000 people are coming off fixed mortgage there's been 12 rates there's about to be another two and i mean i think every agent saying that so why wouldn't you just you know connect with your clients and saying look I can only tell you how we've been performing. And last week we had 90% auction clearance rate. Some were exactly what the owners wanted. Some were a little bit more. Some were slightly less, but they've all moved on and they're all buying another property in the same market conditions as well. Is that is that a situation that resonates with you? You know, um, so I think I think talking them through their situation and understanding it is really really critical because this whole thing about eight hundred thousand pe- people coming off fixed mortgage and twelve rates, another two to go, it's 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 just I think I think it's it, it's just too bold, it's too repetitive, and it, it's it's too much in an alarmist type type approach. What are the tips, Adrian, that you can provide anyone that's out there listening to this episode to really focus on past clients? Uh, Because we know that at the end of the financial year, there should be a reason that you're touching base on all those past clients, but also those past appraisals that are yet to come on the market. Because I think that's a general theme as well that we're seeing is that if you appraise the property in January, February, March this year, Mm. listen, the timing is, the timing Mm. was probably a month ago to have the conversation, but definitely now to re-engage. If they Mm. haven't sold their property, if they haven't come onto the market, Adrian, what would be your piece of advice to anyone that's wanting to reach out to those clients right now? I'd be connecting with uh, anyone that you've appraised, anyone that you've sold a property for, especially if you've sold a property for them in the last two to three years. We have seen an unusual amount of stock hit the market uh, that that has been purchased in the last two to three years. And I think that's been circumstance-based. So a lot, of, a lot of circumstances have changed within that short period of time. We're also starting to see 
uh, a lot of people heading back to the CBDs where during COVID a lot of people made regional changes. So if if that was one of your past clients, can you help them re-engage with their original area given that that was uh, an idea and a concept for them which which may have served them well for the last three years but now they're looking to towards coming back. So I think, you know, Connecting with with anyone that's bought or sold through in the last three years, critical. Anyone that you've appraised to, to firstly find out if there's been any capital improvements so you can provide them a price update. And I think, I think providing a verbal price update and a physical price update is much better than, than a, a, an email price update because there's a lot of these automation platforms, which I don't have an issue with, but... A lot of agents rely on that and just push out like a price update where it's like, you know, let's have a conversation. Has there been any capital improvements? This is the reason why I think your property might be worth X because we did have a sale down the road. Or why don't I pop around and just refresh my memory and have a good look through? And also buyers, Troy, I think there's so many opportunities with buyers now. You've seen buyers agents uh, opening up left, right and centre because that vacuum that's been created due to a lack of service from real estate agents to buyers. So there's such a such a, a, a missed opportunity there to over-service buyers at the moment, given that there's still many that don't want their borrowing capacity to change on, on, a, on a re-rating. Yeah. That's one thing, Adrian, that I have um, observed is those that are doing really well in the market uh, have uh, an amazing ability to connect buyer and seller and work with those buyers, even if it's a property that's off market, even if it's a property that they've seen that isn't currently listed with the agent that's servicing them, the very best in our industry are definitely seeing the results from that buyer servicing. Well, sometimes we underestimate that it is 50% of the equation in regards to that buyer servicing. Now we're working on behalf of the owners, but there's a couple of key things that you can be doing with buyers um, that really does make them become your client for life. Um, Adrian, the one that I always go to, and I think that you trained this many, many years ago and it's been um, ingrained in your teams that you've coached and managed and, and grown over the years is um, deal with 20 hot buyers and talk to them two to three times a week. Um, that's the first thing. What have they seen? What are they looking for? Do they need help with anything? Uh, invite them to the VIP openings, all of those types of things. Um, some of the other ones that I've started to see become a real trend is making sure that they're getting a full understanding of the market as an email form on every property, not necessarily the properties they're just looking for, particularly in the suburbs and the configuration, but a lot of the really successful agents are sending emails to those hot buyers asking them, have you considered Right, Because we've noticed, I think post-COVID, we've noticed a trend where a lot of buyers are a little bit more flexible in their approach. They're a little bit more flexible into the suburbs they're looking for. They know generally where they need to be, but if they're finding something that's lifestyle orientated, they're more inclined to actually move to that location as opposed to just be landlocked into a suburb. What else are you seeing, Adrian? Also, I'm seeing real-time buyer work on the auction floor and and leaning into your auctioneer to actually support you with that. You know, you and I both call auctions every weekend, Troy, and I'm amazed at how much of an impact I can have as an auctioneer just coming in as that objective, um, you know, third person, fresh set of ears, fresh set of eyes, and could be, you know, uh, you know, advising this buyer to potentially, you know, adjust their offer or potentially to 
help negotiate with the owner. And I don't think a lot of agents utilise their auctioneer well enough. And we are seen, whether it's true or not true, we are seen as that authority figure. And, and I think we do bring objectivity to it. So I know you are involved every weekend in helping putting deals together. I know I am as well. So, so real-time live negotiations, which the best part of that, it's unconditional, it's under the hammer, if not it happens later that afternoon, leaning in on your auctioneer because it could well be that you've been through a certain bit of dialogue with your buyer or seller, but when it comes from someone else who's seen as an authority figure who's out there every week, who's actually seeing multiple transactions, I do feel that that is an underutilised resource and I do feel that you should be leaning on them to call your buyers and sellers before the auction, build rapport so when it comes auction day, it's a team effort and the auctioneer should be an extension of your team to help put that deal together and add value. The other one, Adrian, before we wrap up that I can't end the episode without mentioning is the speed of those buyers that have missed out on the property, especially if it's an auction campaign. We're seeing averages around three to four in a lot of metropolitan areas, number of registrations or those interested parties for Victoria that don't have to go through the formal registration but still have to be present and actively bidding. The agents that are most successful, they've got a speed uh, mindset in regards to those buyers that have missed out. So they're not just celebrating with the ones that were successful at auction. Yes, that's an important part, but they've got a real speed mindset in regards to those that have missed out to make sure that they're introducing them, they're following up with them, they're speaking to them on the phone, they're speaking to them in person post-auction to say, we will find you something and have you considered this property around the corner because we're just about to go live with it, but we can get you through this afternoon if that does suit your requirements. And so I think that type of mindset and that type of quality of conversation, not just saying, oh, we'll find you something and make sure you search the web and real estate and domain and all of those types of things. It's actually no direct conversations to say, we've got something around the corner. My colleague's got a property. I've seen another property not listed with our agency, with a competing agency, but I reckon that it's going to be perfect for you. I think you should go and have a look at it. It's open this afternoon or it's open on Monday or Tuesday or whenever that day is. Let me arrange a private appointment. Those types of things are the little one percenters that do create clients for life. And yes, you may not get them to be a buyer for one of your properties right now, but I guarantee you in five to seven to 10 years, when it does time come, when it does come time for them to sell, they're going to be coming back to you to say, Adrian, you serviced me so well as a buyer. There's no other choice that I want to use you and your services in the future. And I know, Adrian, you've got an example of that that was like 18, 20 20 years long in Bondi, um, not too many years ago, that became quite famous. Uh, uh, you know, we spoke about it a lot during our training, and that was someone that was on your database that missed out on a number of properties. You kept in touch with them, you kept servicing them, your team spoke to them pretty much every six months, probably even more frequent than that on a quarterly basis to see their requirements. And then 18 years later, they came to you and said, Adrian, there's no one else that I want to use. You've provided me outstanding service compared to all the other agents. You've got my property unchallenged. Um, um, and you don't have to compete for it to list and sell. And that was a great price property. Yeah, look, if there's almost an obligation, you know, to, to, to use you if you've been over-servicing. Like every agent's lost a listing because they've said, look, you know what, I, I just feel compelled to use this other person because they've provided such great service while I've been looking to buy, you know. So that success leaves clues. 
you know, we know that that works. Um, there's a vacuum that's been created due to lack of service with buyers. Let's fill that vacuum. Let's provide vendor-like service to these buyers and build the relationship, become their buyer's agent effectively, Troy, without any expectation of remuneration. That's all you've got to do and play that yep. over the long game and you'll you'll end up in front as well as managing your campaigns and, and database prospecting. So, yeah, great way to finish up, Troy. Outstanding episode. Look forward to catching up next week. Thanks, listeners. Absolutely. Can't wait to see you again, AB. Uh, episode 157 in the books, going live uh, to all of our followers uh, this afternoon. So can't wait to catch up again next week. Uh, for those that are listening and you, if you have any questions, please continue to send them through. Um, we know we've spoken about it in the past. We know that it's an important part of um, helping out real estate agents that are facing challenges out there. Um, and we do pride ourselves on helping people. So make sure you send through those questions to Adrian or myself. We will get to a few of those in the next episode. But AB, as always, great seeing you and catch up soon. Thanks, Troy.